It's a great day for some coffee and a chat in the greenhouse. So grab your cup and I'll see you there. Welcome back to Chats in the Greenhouse. I'm so happy you're here and, you know, I've done several episodes now and I'm super excited that you're still tuning in to listen to what I have to say because a lot of people are out there listening. So it's super mind-blowing what God can do with a simple yes. If we just tell him yes, it's just crazy what he can take with that little answer and how he can run with it and use that to glorify him. And that's all I want to do with all the days of my life. Um, But that's not exactly what we're talking about today. In episode number seven, which is the one we spoke about last week, that was when I shared about a part of my life when we got some unexpected news about Brenton and our infertility issues and why we weren't getting pregnant, which was really hard to go through. But I also shared about just praying to God and taking that to Him and asking Him for a sign just to show me something that I would know that everything was going to be okay. Just like something between me and Him. And that for me ended up being a hummingbird. And God has continued to use hummingbirds in my life often um, through everything that I've done when I'm unsure. I feel like He just kind of sends that little reminder in my path to be like, I'm here, I've got this. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how awful the journey might be, I'm here for you. And we're a team and we're going to do this together. So what we're going to talk about today is God's promise. And right after we went through that rough patch of just finding out that we might not be able to have kids and the doctor's acting as if they could help us. Maybe not. Maybe they could. They didn't know for sure if what was going on with Brenton was going to be curable. And so as we were going through that, I remember just feeling like super defeated. We had hit our one year mark in trying for a baby and we had just passed that actually. And if you haven't ever tried for a baby, maybe you're in that stage where you're trying now, or you've been through infertility and you already have your children. And maybe you can relate to this, but when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the midst of, you know, trying to conceive and all that, it's basically like a little cycle that just goes on. It's like you have a fresh start every single month. You either are pregnant or you're not. So like week one and two, you're like, okay, let's just try, 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 try. Then that three week, week three period is the unknown stage is the most stressful. I feel like, did it work? Did it not? I can't test. So I don't know because it's too soon. And then at week four, you're like, okay, now I can test, test, test. And every single time sitting there praying, praying, praying that it will show a positive result and that everything you've done has worked and you're pregnant. For me, I had taken a lot of negative tests at this point of being hitting over the year mark. And I had had a promise from God that I felt like was telling me, you're going to conceive, you're going to have a baby. But the timing on that was still unknown. I didn't know at what point that was going to happen. I didn't know if that meant, you know, shortly after trying for a year or if it was going to be two years or three years or whatever it might be. I didn't know at that point. And I remember going to church that day and going into service. The preacher started preaching from Genesis 17. And I want to read the scripture that he had so you can kind of wrap your head around the story that I'm about to reveal to you and explain of how God worked through this story in the Bible 
over and over in my life. And even now I feel like he uses the same story in scriptures because it's like my one scripture with God that he's used in multiple scenarios to say, Hey, you have a promise, cling to that promise. Hey, I've got this, I've got you, and it's going to be all right. And that is Genesis 17 and it's verses 16 um, starts there. I will bless her. And moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and shall become nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And in that, it's like God told them, Hey, I know you've been trying for a baby. When I did my research, it was looking as if Sarah had been trying for a baby for 40 years. And when you think about 40 years and the value and the time and the nights, how many nights are in a year? That is mind blowing because a lot of us try for six months and we feel so defeated. Or a lot of us look at the possibility of having children. We haven't even started trying yet, but it just causes so much anxiety that we're fearful to even start because statistically everyone is having a hard time right now just conceiving a child. That was something that even went on back then. As soon as you got married back in the Bible times and old days, even pilgrims, it's like you get married and you get pregnant. And then it's those whispers start of what's wrong with her? Why she hasn't had a child? Why is she not pregnant yet? And those feelings of defeat just start creeping into your life and in your mind. So during this sermon, I really felt like I could relate to Sarah and everything that he was speaking about as far as just feeling like unsure as to if I would ever have a child or even though I had that promise from the Lord, I didn't know when that was going to be coming. So through the sermon that he was speaking of God's promise and how God told them that he was going to give them a son and their response was full of laughter. I mean, laughing right in God's face. It says that Abraham laughed when God told him that he and Sarah would have a son. He laughed at God. He fell on his face and laughed, actually. And so I'm sure he thought it was pretty hilarious. And what is so funny is that the definition of Isaac is laughter, which is their son that God promised to them. And he told them, this is going to be your child. You're going to have this child and its name will be Isaac. And they laughed afterwards. They didn't know the definition of that name. They just thought it was hilarious that he is a hundred years old, 99 years old, and she is 90. So they thought that was hilarious that, oh, we are so old and you're going to give us a baby now. I'm Sarah. I have been trying for 40 years to conceive. And why now? I mean, I've been waiting so long. They had given up on God, actually, and thought that he was never going to fulfill the desires of their heart. But he showed them that he was. So later in the scripture, we see God ask, do you think this is too hard for me? Well, of course, don't you think they stopped laughing at that point? And absolutely, I would have too, right? I mean, God's like, wait, you don't think I can do this? What's so funny? I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a child and you're looking at each other instead of looking at me and believing that I'm going to deliver this. And I believe very, very strongly that everything in our path is for a purpose. Every time we wait, there is a reason. And we can see that here in this story. 
I don't know that we'll ever fully understand why it took the 40 years of, Ch of Sarah trying to conceive for her son Isaac. I'm not 100% sure on that, but what I do see from the story is there's so much importance on the timing. Now, with Isaac's name being laughter, it makes me think they had to get to that point of disbelief to where when Jesus told them that, or God told them that, they would laugh and think that was hilarious that they were going to have a son and be that old. But God didn't think it was funny at all. Actually, he was like, no, I'm dead serious. You're going to have a son and he's not just going to be a normal son. He is going to be an amazing son who's going to be over everything. They pr he promised not only just a son, he promised that he would have an entire lineage, that his children would be blessed, his children's children would be blessed, and everyone thereafter. And as we look at that, we see that even Isaac has a son whose name is Jacob, and his name was later changed to Israel. And pretty much everyone born in the entire world thereafter came from this lineage, which would bring us to you and to me. <laughs> I mean, mind-blowing, right? And then also, even the most important birth that has ever been in the history of man on earth, which is Jesus. What? Jesus is a distant relative to Isaac? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you right now. It blew my mind when I read this, when I figured this out, that without the significance of this timing, would that have affected Jesus's birth on earth? I mean, I don't want to know, you know, but it's so important that we wait on God's timing whenever we are longing for the desires of our heart and especially through motherhood and open your eyes to the promises that God is showing you because he wants to speak to you and everybody's situation is different. Mine is different than yours and yours is different than someone else's. Some people are meant to adopt. Some people are meant to wait and conceive. Some people are meant to lose. And I'll get into that in later podcasts, but there's always a specific reason for everything we go through. And some of them are too big for us to understand while we're on earth. And that's where faith comes into play. And faith is like extremely important for Christianity. And sometimes you just have to say, you know what? It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to believe it anyways. And I'm going to have faith that God always wins. God always has my best interest. And he shows me that when I get through that battle and I see the type of person that I am on the other side, because going through battles and going through, especially struggles like this in the waiting and unknown, it's not fun and it's not easy. But what it seems like it is on the other side, when I'm sitting here saying, just hold on, honey, you're going to be okay. But during it, I wanted to give up. I mean, I was freaking out. I was calling my mom multiple times a day. Me and Brenton would have long, deep-hearted conversations trying to determine which way we should go, should, which doctor we should see, what, what we should um, take, what vitamins to take, and all the things we were trying to do because we had the confirmation from the Lord at this point now, but we didn't know in what form it was going to come. So the importance that... I want to instill in you today is the timing. There was a reason that Sarah had to wait 40 years to conceive a son. And there was a reason that the son that she conceived led to the direct birth of Jesus, which saved the entire world. 
So if you're in a waiting scenario right now, what might be that little wait? What might be that significant purpose of the wait? Um, I would love to help you figure that out. I would love to just spark some deep concentration in your mind and reflection to help you better understand the journey that you're on and what you're supposed to do with that. Because my purpose in Chats in the Greenhouse is to spark questions in your mind that provoke you to really churn and wonder, why is why has God placed this in my life? What child am I having to wait to conceive? Like, what is my child going to do one day? Take this time not only to pray for yourself and your spouse or your futuristic thoughts of where you want to be in your life, but take this time to pray for your unborn children. When your mind is not so focused on your everyday task once your children are finally here, but take this time to pray over them and what they're going to be one day and why are you having to wait? What's the significance about the day that they'll be born? What is the significance about the time they'll mature into manhood? What are they going to be whenever they get there? Because I very much so believe that every single moment in our life impacts something else. So I have this little quote in my book that says, find peace in knowing that everything which takes place in your today considerably affects the results of your tomorrow. I love this. This is one of my favorite um, sayings. I mean, I said it and I'm not quoting anyone but myself, but I feel like the Lord gave me that as a clarity moment of just saying like, don't get so tousled around in your thoughts of what's going on in today. Because the little delays in your today are affecting your tomorrow to get where you need to be. And that's hard to see when you're in the waiting, when you're wanting a child, when you're wanting that job, when you're wanting a spouse, when you're wanting all the things that you're wanting. It's hard to see the good in that. But I promise there is good. I promise there's something taking place in your today that will affect your tomorrow to make it so much better than you could have ever imagined if you would have just have been able to attain it quickly. If you didn't have to wait that year or that six weeks or the 40 years even, if you didn't have to have that wait, you would not have been ready to reap the things that you're going to reap. You would not have been ready to obtain those situations in your life and work with them correctly the way that God wants those things to happen. So today I want you to ask yourself these questions. How does this make you view where you're at in your life today? Do you feel like God has a significant purpose for the obstacles you have encountered along your journey? Can you see he is strategically working behind the scenes to create the most perfect destination for your future? These are things that I've asked myself along the way, along the journey of just like, God, what are you doing back there? Like behind the scenes, behind the curtain, what are you orchestrating back there that you're doing in my life that I just can't see and I can't understand? But I'm super impatient and I'm super driven to be in charge of a situation. So it's hard to like hand something over to God and let him do the work in your life. I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy because it's not. But knowing that eventually it's going to work out. And during the waiting period, if we draw closer to God and obtain a worship with him like never before, 
oh my gosh, when you come out on the other side, can you imagine the person you're going to be? Like, you're going to be so strong. You're going to be so close to him. And your relationship with God is going to be invincible. And I can say that truthfully. I literally in my life right now have been through some of the hardest storms. And even in saying yes to the Lord, through crazy things, opening a coffee shop, um, starting this podcast, uh, motherhood of four children, homeschooling them. That's something I never thought I would do. Um, I could just name all day things that I probably said that I would never do, kind of like Disney pajamas on the side note. <laughs> I said for years, oh, when I have kids, they're never going to wear Disney stuff. That's so ridiculous. Well, put that foot in the mouth the first year of having Bentley because he was obsessed with Mickey Mouse and it just made him so happy to wear a Mickey Mouse shirt. So I was absolutely eating my words. So I've learned over the years to never say never. And not that God is in charge of Disney and that relates to him, but just in everyday circumstances, you never know who you'll be tomorrow. You never know what's going to come from all the things that you choose to do today. So if there's something on your heart, and you're waiting for it, just anoint it in prayer. Take it to the Lord and let Him work it out. And if there's something on your mind that you feel like God might be sparking that in you, don't be fearful to go for it. Do not. Do not be fearful to go through and do whatever God's calling you to do. So today, if you are one that is going through infertility, I want to just encourage you and let you know that I am praying over every listener. So it doesn't matter if I don't know your name, if you've sent me a message and I haven't seen it, I don't know, but I'm just thinking like, if you are in that waiting period for anything, I'm praying for you. I am just anointing you in prayer and you're not alone. I'm here with you, cheering you on, and I'm your biggest fan. I might not know your name and it doesn't even matter, but I'm just here praying for every single person that's listening to this, that you'll be blessed and you'll feel encouraged that you're not alone in the waiting. With the quote that I mentioned in finding peace and knowing that everything which takes place in your today considerably affects the results of your tomorrow, I want that to tell you to embrace the waiting. Embrace the hard days, the results that make no sense, the traffic delays, burnt dinners, stub toes, and negative tests, because all of these unseemingly things are significant. For some reason, they matter. And for some reason, the little delays that we encounter in life are to slow us down just a bit from maybe harm, you know, like maybe from getting somewhere too soon to where we get in a car crash. I've heard those situations before as far as I'm so thankful that I got delayed this morning because I was on my way there, this happened, and then I seen that there was a wreck. And it saved you from that situation. And I fully believe that, that I don't know why bad things happen to us, but I do know that there's a significant purpose in the waiting. There's always a reason behind the scenes that we cannot fully understand here on earth. We'll never know the answer to a lot of these questions until we get to heaven and that's where our faith comes in. So we may never understand why Sarah had to wait 40 years to conceive a child and we may never understand or be able to comprehend why we have to encounter losses by going through miscarriage or losing a loved one. We may never understand why we have to go through those hard battles like waiting to be a mother or a child that's sick or a family member that's sick or 
waiting on anything to build a house or any of your hopes and dreams that have not come true, we won't be able to comprehend why those have not happened while we are on earth and why we encounter these battles. Like on this podcast, I'm not going to be able to promise that through every single one of these episodes, you're going to feel at peace and understanding. This is why my life was horrible this week. I'm I'm not going to be able to understand that precisely for each and every person's situation. But what I do want you to know is that every single person has battles, big, small, little not like you, like you, like all the battles that we go through have a purpose. And for one, I can look at and see that sometimes when we go through the waiting and we go through the difficult journey, it opens our eyes to see the miracle when it happens. So had Sarah not waited 40 years, do you think that if she would have waited 40 days and conceived Isaac, do you think the significance would have been the same? I don't think so. I think that she had to get to a place where she was non-believing that it was ever going to happen to her. So then God could show up and do the miracle in that magnificent way. And you might think, oh, well, back then, those type of things, they just happened all the time. That's not no big deal. Everyone can have a baby at 100. No, that's not the case. That's why she was in such disbelief of, what? I am this old and you're going to give me a child. And let's put that in perspective of today. Let's say you go to your grandma's house for lunch and she stands up at the table and says, everyone, I have news Um, on my 90th birthday. Jesus has given me a child and somehow I'm going to have a baby. Can you imagine the look on everyone's face when you're staring at your grandmother who can barely walk and she tells you she's going to have a child? I mean, (laughs) talk about a miracle. It's the same situation as back then. They did not think that this was going to be something possible. But you know what? That's how God works. He shows up in the unbelievable moments. He shows up with the most precise timing that only He could perform it. It becomes so much more obvious to us that it was Him that orchestrated it because it, when it becomes out of your control, you can believe that, wow, that had to be God because I had nothing to do with that. Now, I'm not saying that when I'm 90, I want to have a baby. Absolutely not. Please, Jesus, take the will. Do not <laughs> do that to me. I'm like, when I'm done having kids, I'm done having kids. But I do want you to understand that sometimes the things that we go through is so that Jesus, our Father, can shine so much brighter. He shows up in the shadows because His light is so much brighter. The shadows have to flee. So in all those battles and all those hard times, we must look to Him and not lose the faith so that we can know and see Him for what He truly is and know that, you know what, God, I don't understand why you're doing this to me right now. I don't understand why this is allowed to happen to me. But what I do understand is you died on the cross years ago and you shed your blood for my soul and everyone else's. And no problem that I face is too big for you to handle. Let me encourage you today to open up your eyes to see the confirmations that God is sending in your path. Pay attention to the scriptures when you click open your phone and you see a scripture pop up. Was it the scripture that popped up on a billboard yesterday? Was it the scripture that was in the sermon on Sunday? 
Is it God speaking to you over and over and you're missing it? Don't miss it, friends. That's what I want to let you know is that God does speak to you to tell you what the direction is for your life and what's coming in the future. But we have to open our eyes to see it. We have to pay attention. So that's what I want you to take from today is to see God's promise that He is telling you. See the direction that He's placing in your path and follow the journey because He loves us and He will never, ever, ever let us fail and let us down. He's a solid, firm foundation and we are blessed to call Him Lord. That's all I have for you today and I will see you next time in the greenhouse with a cup of coffee.